He's one of them lads with bags of talent, yeah, but he just can't put it together. What the hell was that? <laughs> um, I'm from Liverpool. Are you auditioning for Mary Poppins or something? What's going on? <laughs> Sweep your chimney, Gavna. It's time for the podcast. Lather on the suntan lotion and stick your finger in a lemonade. It's time for the Dirty Tackle podcast. <laughs> I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com. And as always, I am here with my two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Bailey, Mr. Theo Messi. What's going on, guys? Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? Let's start with you. Uh, I'm very good, Brooks. Thank you, as always, for asking. Today I'm wearing, as you can see, the greatest football shirt in existence right now. This is AFC Wimbledon's <laughs> brand new third shirt. It's a Puma effort. It's black. Ooh. It's got some Borussia Dortmund style yellow stripes going down the edge of it. And unlike nice. uh, a lot of the Puma kits, the Arsenal kits and so on, I don't have to scrape it off with a fork to uh, to remove it. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a generous fit. And here's a little uh, bit of an interesting nugget for you. Theo will like this because it's a nerdy kit fact. Woo! I believe that AFC Wimbledon are the only team possibly in the world right now whose kits are made by two different people. The home and second Ooh. choice kits are made by Admiral. This new third kit wow. is made by Puma. I do like Wait, that how fact. how is that possible? Yeah, explain. It is possible because AFC Wimbledon have a fan covenant that says they can only change their kit every two years. We made it so that uh, fans wouldn't be ripped off. So... Puma are the new oh, kit dealers, like but they have to have two more years of Admiral for the oh. other two shirts. So there you go. Boom fact. Damn. AFC wow. Wimbledon actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah, we're yeah. not bad. We're not bad. <laughs> I was going to ask how you're breathing, but it looks like it's not too tight, right? It looks pretty good. Yeah, if my voice will get sort of tighter and more stressed sounding towards the end of the pod, but that's just that's just Puma. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Theo, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? Uh, I'm fantastic, Brooks. I am. I'm currently on vacation. Theo Messi is on island time, uh, so I'm definitely just going to mail this recording in. Um, <laughs> what else? I'm wearing. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's par for the course. I'm wearing <laughs> a uh, Mino Raiola Sport polo shirt. This is uh, pretty <laughs> close to the one that he also wears on vacation when he's you know stalking up and down the beach. Uh, making the money flip, talking to directors of football from various so European this powerhouses. This is different from the button down. This is the vacation Mino shirt. Right. This is the leisure line. Uh, oh, okay. You know, Mino's life it, it contains a lot of leisure, but this is kind of the step, the step down from the button down. This is just your typical, yeah, uh, breathable golf polo Mino style. So the Mino third shirt, if you will. Yeah, yeah. This would be this would be the change shirt. This is for yeah. this is for the hotter climates. Nice. nice. And Brooks, I see right. you're wearing something a little bit old school. A little bit old school. The original Dirty Tackle T-shirt. Uh, oh, gee. Made by our old buddies at Huari Designs. Uh, what up, Moki? <laughs> it's like eight nine years old and it's still in great condition. Beautiful. And uh, I'm wearing it in honor of our new shirts that we have coming out for our wonderful supporters. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But for now, I think we should get to our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Who deserved a Dirty Tackle this week, guys? Ryan, let's swing it back to you. I'm going straight in studs up on 
Dutch Eredivisie side Heracles, not because of their brilliant name, because uh, we all know that Holland has the best uh, names of teams. Go ahead, Eagles. Excelsior and Heracles. Vivi Venlo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, but Heracles, <laughs> again, studs up for this week because they have uh, they have become the first football club to open a youth academy for their eSports team. Wow. Uh, it makes me uh, hashtag modern football it makes me angry the la- okay the last time i played a fifa video game was fifa 98 colon road to world cup jumba wumba and song two were on the soundtrack <laughs> then i grew up then i grew up and i started oh. watching football and playing football instead and <laughs> you know you could do all three yeah i know i understand that it's just it's a world that's left me behind if i'm honest uh, the world of uh fifa and such Aww. and this esports stuff i can't see anything past it being just a cynical sort of money you know all these clubs signing up professional esports players they're just doing it as a revenue stream they're not doing it for any sporting good esports isn't a sport it's not a sport right ryan bailey back with the attack on modern football standard for the pod if this is your first time listening uh expect more of this heracles esports team they, they've got a trainer they've got like a, a an esports manager called arnold shonis that's quite cool uh, one of the players quoted in the Daily Mail article, I'm reading this from Daily Mail, of course, my favorite source because it's super accurate. Um, he says, I am convinced that the Heracles Ejoid, which I think means esports team, will write history. The developments indicate that esports is only increasing. That's it makes that's a sad. fact. That's the truth. That's a that's a yeah. fact. That's a factual statement. Ryan, I think that you're just bitter that football manager is not a part of the esports setup because that's the brand you are touting on your Wimbledon yeah. kit. Yes, indeed. Sponsors of AFC Wimbledon since day one. How can a man manager. wearing football manager on his shirt right this second complain about an esports team? Crazy. Uh I to quote Arrigo Saki, I don't think you need to be a horse to be a jockey. Something like that. No, that doesn't work at all. It's crazy, but it just happened. I like the quote, but it's not applicable here. <laughs> it's the wrong quote as well. But anyway, let's move on from me. I'm bored of me. Oh. Well, just for the record, I think esports is the future, and I think it's smart that clubs are getting in on it. Will you watch esports? Will you sit there and watch someone playing a video game? I do not personally, but I can see where I might in a few years' time. I think it's. Do you see it as being a sport? I do. I do. So you think your life is going so shit that you're going to want to start no, watching I people think, play video games? I just the next think few that years. it's not super accessible to people who don't play these games yet. So I think they'll make it more uh. accessible as they broadcast it more. And I will probably eventually get into it, maybe. Spoiler alert Ryan is actually the guy who made that YouTube video of how to get sponsors off the front of football <laughs> yeah if you missed that on the blog we have a little tutorial on how to take the home depot logo off the, your club america shirt <laughs> if you've got way too much time on your hands and want to overthrow modern yeah. football that one's for you <laughs> all right theo what is your dirty tackle of the week i'm gonna go in on a wide group of people um it's a group of people that expect American summer friendlies between massive club teams, MLS teams, etc., to mean something. <laughs> I thought we had gotten over this phenomenon and that, you know, with the growth of MLS and the growth of the internet where information is traded freely, people know that these preseason games in big American stadiums don't mean <laughs> anything. Nonetheless, 
Gary Lineker came out tweeting with his spicy little fingers <laughs> saying that the MLS clearly has a long way to go because of the LA Galaxy's reserve team performance against Manchester United at the Home Depot Center the other night. What an outrageous take from him. Doesn't really show well. Uh, I just think people need to take these things for what it is. Uh, clubs need preseason matches. They come to America. If they can make some money on top of it, great. Everybody but Ryan Bailey would be down for that. <laughs> and, you know, just, just just let it happen. You know, we know these aren't league games. Just, just you know, let people get on with their business. It's not a big deal. Just have it happen. We have a league here that plays competitively. So Tune into that if you want top flight football. The, the people... Are you, are you angry at people who go to these games and expect more? Or do you think they should go to these games and know they won't be very good? I, I It's just any people surrounding this scenario with expectations of any sort. That's who I have a problem with. You're allowed to go to these games if you want to go to these games. Just know what you're getting into. You're allowed to watch these games on TV. Clubs are allowed to set these games up. But it's the people that think that it's a showcase for American soccer versus the rest of the world. It's just an asinine viewpoint at this yeah, stage. Yeah, that was a dumb tweet. But I think a lot of this goes back to two factors. So one, ESPN is broadcasting these matches like they're actual important matches, which is dumb. So that creates this kind of aura around it that it means something. And two, they charge mm. so much money for these games that it's hard not to expect that you're going to see the great players and they're going to be trying and and all that. When you pay a lot of money for something, you expect a certain quality of product, but it's not happening. Yeah, so the, the tickets the tickets for that LA Galaxy Man United game, the cheapest single ticket was $99. The most expensive was 550 If I was attending that, I would expect the LA Galaxy to at least put out their first you know their most uh, their strongest yeah. team, which they didn't yeah. in the first half, which is what annoyed but me. But maybe, but maybe you should you know do some research before you make such a stupid. Well, they shouldn't investment. be charging this much for the match in the first place. It's it's more on the people who are doing the price gouging than the people being gouged. Right. So that would be the ICC. Uh, yeah. The promotion well, companies. Actually... The ICC won't let me be or let me be me. So maybe let me see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's well, got actually... bars over there. Off the off, off the private jet, he's spitting bars. Ryan just got back from England, so he's kind of loopy. Um, but this actually ties into our listener Dirty Tackle of the Week from the Football Junkie. He says, Dirty Tackle to the LA Galaxy for trotting out their Galaxy 2 team against Man United after fans paid big money for this game. And there you go. That's so I basically Dirty Tackled this guy. What's his name? <laughs> the Football Junkie. Yo, football junkie, if you watch so much football, you should know that the Galaxy aren't expected to trot out their first team in the middle of their competitive but, season. But that's not the point. They sh- his point is for charging as much money as they do for this match. They're not charging. I think it's the production companies that charge. But they're getting they're get, they're getting money from that, though. They're sure. still reaping the benefits. It's their team and it's their stadium. So yeah, it's not their would, stadium. He, would he be mad if someone that could afford it went to buy a Hublo watch? That's basically <laughs> what this email says. He's mad. No, because yeah. Hublot watches are of a certain quality. They're not. It's not a Timex with a Hublot logo on it. And I'm and and I'm saying <laughs> that these matches are of a certain known quality too. And if you want to overpay for that, you know that's no, your problem. I'm not. I'm not buying that. I am not buying that. I'm dirty tackling the people. I'm dirty tackling. This issue has reading. divided us. I'm dirty tackling you, Theo. This is good luck. Good luck catching wrong. me, you fatso. <laughs> Oh, getting getting dirty in the dirty tackles. It's Ooh, just this is ugly. The the truth is, I'm under a duvet cover in the middle of summer. And it's really hot. 
All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's your problem. Maybe we should get our bed fatsos, Speaking of fatsos, my dirty tackle of the week, my real one besides the one on Theo, is for Antonio Cassano. Ah. Uh. I love that boy. Why are you dirty attacking him? Well, he is up to his old shenanigans, Antonio. So just last week, Cassano signed with Hellas Verona. And uh, you think, great, he's at the end of his career. He'll play out one more season, maybe. Wonderful. Everybody is happy. But no. The other day, he decides he's going to retire. He says, this is too hard. I'm done. <laughs> 35 years old, calling quits. Uh, a week hey man, when you got a fake heart, I don't, I don't blame him. That thing's probably not as strong as the real model. So everyone freaks out, and they're like, what are you doing? You just signed. And so he's like, oh, just kidding. I'm, I'm back. I'm not retiring. He goes, he releases a statement saying, this morning I had a moment of weakness, a fall, but then I thought about it again. If I had decided to go through with this gut feeling, it would have been a catastrophic choice. I've gone with my gut feeling too many times in the past. I had a sudden feeling of missing my family, and I got too emotional, but now I want to have a fantastic season. I've already lost seven kilos, and I'm fully motivated. Clearly, he was retired and came back in a matter yeah, of an hour. Sounds like he's having a mental breakdown. He says, don't be irritated by all of this. In two games' time, we'll forget all about this. No, you won't, because you're going to do this ten more times in the next week. I guarantee it. Isn't he? Just when you games. say he lost seven kilos, didn't he once say like he used to lose weight and gain weight all the time? Based on the amount of pasta he ate, I'm sure that was yeah. You said that yeah. He used to he used to eat like uh, croissants in the hotel before matches right. while having yeah. sex and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm Damn, I'm, that I'm gonna need um, I'm gonna need producer Bobo to sound the DT conspiracy alarm right now. I've got a conspiracy theory for you. <laughs> what if? What if this was all just a bit of a ruse? And we've all just been sharing pictures of Cassano holding up his shirt with the Italian betting sponsor on it, with the sponsor of the shirt on it. It's made publicity for his move. What if this is all just a bit of a rouse to rouse up some publicity for some sponsors and the club? Hmm? How'd you like that? Normally, I might believe that, but he has a long, long history of doing stuff like this. I mean, when Fabio Capello is making up words about your behavior to describe your bizarre behavior, I think... (laughs) You are a strange person, and this is just par for the course. Yeah, that might just be the happy accident result of his craziness. Yeah, you know, if if he does happen to retire, they definitely got some good PR out of it. Yeah, and also retroactive dirty tackle on Leo Messi for kind oh. of doing the same thing—the fake emotional retirement after Copa America a couple years back. It's like, yo, just because you get sad. You can't just retire and then be like, oh, I'm just kidding. Like, I didn't mean it. Yeah, but you know, fuck. Me- Messi probably did that because he was he's a pissy little child, whereas Cassano Ooh. did it probably. He was he was like having a sword fight in a hotel with somebody and decided to retire or something, I'm guessing. <laughs> Word. Cassano's way was way cooler. <laughs> yeah. We're, like, getting really cruel here on the Dirty Tackles. We're going after everybody here. That's what we're about. Yeah. Well, it works. I like it. <laughs> Keep your head down, or I'm coming after you next. So, Antonio Cassano, stop retiring and unretiring. Just make a decision and stick with it for an entire season and grow up. Or sign for the esports team. <laughs> yeah, sign for the esports team. That could be his pace. I think that could be good for him. Mm. Antonio Cassano, the Michael Jordan of soccer. <laughs> I don't think he can sit down long enough to play a computer game, unfortunately. That's a good point, too, yeah. I don't know what he can do. Oh, well. Antonio Cassano, dirty tackle for you. Boom. 
All right, guys, the Dirty Tackle podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for our Patreons. You help us make this show. We love you very much. A shout out for a few of our new ones. Eric Angaroth, who was already a contributor, he's upped it to the $10 level. And at that $10 level, of course, that means you get the T-shirts, bro. We're making T-shirts and we're giving them out. Oh, they're beautiful. Nick Prokop also donated to us. Uh, He's also got a made-up surname like Eric Angaroth. We don't mind. You can make up your surname. It's all good. (laughs) If you just head to patreon.com slash dirty tackle and empty your wallets all over our faces. We'll love you forever. We can keep Mm. doing this show. We can keep giving you this utter nonsense. And remember, the $10 level gets you that T-shirt. And I think at the $100 level, you get to join our eSports team. We've got the Youth Academy already set up for that. So (laughs) we're looking forward to progressing with that one. All right, Theo, let's get into the next segment, shall we? I believe we're bringing back the Life Riff. It's the life ref. It's gonna officiate your life. Gonna say things and judge you. We're gonna judge the shit out of your life and make it better based on our judgments because we're always right and you're always wrong. All right, Theo, we got a letter from a listener. What do we got here? We do. We do have a letter from a listener. This is a user-submitted Life Ref letter. We love these guys. Keep these coming. Uh, we love to judge your, your lives and, and make them better from our from our podcast studio. So here we go. This guy says, Dear Dirty Tackle... Dear Dirty Tacklers. That's, that's what we're called, guys. That's the plural. That? That's correct. Dirty Tacklers. I am a recently divorced Man City fan. We started our relationship about 18 years ago. I was 10 and living in a town in the U.S. called Manchester. By the sea? Although I was not... uh, Might have been in New Hampshire. (laughs) Although I was not really a soccer fan, kids at my school were asking who my team was. And at the time, I didn't want to be a United Sheepy, so I chose City. Sheeple. Sheeple. A United Sheeple. So I chose City. Sheeple's a word? Yeah. This is great spelling comprehension for Theo. Our listeners teach me new things every day. This is why I love them. Uh, So I chose City. Seems like a smart move. The relationship was distant but fine until 2012 when I began watching the Premier League for real. I fell in love with soccer watching a QPR match. Interesting. And I fell in love with their stadium, their fans, and their manager at the time, Sir Ari Redknapp. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. The Raisins quickly became the homely and sweet lover to my way too hot for me on the outside and way too cold for me on the inside spouse in City. Raisins. The last, the last five years, we've stuck <laughs> together for the kids, but have reached an impasse and have split amicably. Well, that's nice. I wish them luck and will continue to root for them over the other top teams, but have moved in with QPR, mm, and I'm comfortable with my situation for the first time in a long time. Sounds beautiful. My question for you is your specialty. Does this action deserve a dirty tackle? I remained loyal for a long time and struggle with the switch but believe it's best for me and my family if you say play on then my follow-up is what if i had switched allegiances to another top squad such as spurs uh i thought he said top squad what about a well-run mid-table like sutton i don't even know what that is i guess my question is a larger what does fandom mean and what is appropriate for switching allegiance Thanks for the advice in advance. Sincerely, moving on in Milwaukee. I just want to say for the next person to send in a letter, make it way shorter and have less big words, please. That was really (laughs) odd. Theo cannot read, so. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll weigh in with my opinion here first, in that I don't really understand what's going on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why did he move on to the other club? He doesn't, I mean, 
I can understand the circumstance sometimes when you change teams if you move City to where a new team is or something like that. I can just about excuse that. But this guy liked Man City, then decided he liked QPR. It's like he just had an affair. Well, 18 he years affair. later. The hold timeline on. is no, no, no. wild. Hold on, hold on. He says he's a divorced you... Man City fan. He had an affair. Hold on. Neither one of you understand anything. So let me explain <laughs> how I understand it. This is true. And explain why I think it's okay. All right, Brooks. Explain your imaginary friends letter to the podcast, please. So he... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> First of all, I did not write this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on. Go on. Write a shorter fake letter next time. <laughs> so he... Beca- er, he said he was a Man City fan before he was actually a fan of the sport. People were asking him who he supported. He didn't want to say Man United because everybody else said that. So he just said Man City just to, for something to say. He right. wasn't really invested in them. When he did become a fan of the sport... 18 years later. Uh, in, in, well, no, in 2012. Okay. So I, don't, I can't do the math on that, but it wasn't 18 years. He said... Yeah, never mind. So, when he I thought you understood a, this. <laughs> when he did become a fan of the sport, I don't understand math. I understand the letter, but not math. When he did become a fan of the sport, he likes QPR. He started watching them. He enjoyed them. Ryan has his hands over his face right now. He is not enjoying this at all. He felt torn because he already said he liked Man City, but now sure, he actually sure, likes sure, QPR. Sure, sure. I think this is okay yeah. because he was never really a fan of Man City. Just- I think it's fine. The only dirty tackle I have is for uh, the length of the letter. <laughs> so that's your life ref advice? Is that? You, yeah, my, my advice is support the hell out of QPR. Just never email us again. <laughs> oh, come on. That's harsh. Just e- shorter <laughs> no, I'm emails. Just shorter emails. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just like, can't read um, good. It's all my fault. As the, grumpy, you, as the grumpy one with rules and traditions and hating esports and such in this group, I feel like I should say you should never switch teams. I agree with that in principle, but I think this guy was never really a Man City fan. At 10 years old, he said he liked Man City. I mean... We're talking Milwaukee. It's an interesting place. There's no top flight soccer team. You know, he's, he's hopping around. It's, it's yeah. at a juncture where more soccer's on TV than ever before. I think, you know, I give, I give a pass to Americans on their maybe switching of allegiances. You know, if you, if you want to be a fake about it and, like, get a Chelsea tattoo as an American and, like, pretend you're on the terraces and then cover it up with a Raisins tattoo, you know, that's kind of whack. But, but I think he's got a passing interest, so just let him, let him do it. I think in general, you can't, in general you can't switch, but this, this guy's situation is okay because he was never really a fan of Man City, as I understand it. Right, and I would, I would venture to say that most people that do end up switching were never fans of that first team in that's the first place. That's probably true. Thus, there's a good reason. This reminds me, when I was in primary school, uh, I don't know what you call that here, elementary school. Um, college. College, yeah. When I was in senior, mid-college. Spring break. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> My friend Van Wilder. Anyway, no. Um, we, we, uh, <laughs> uh, there was, uh, when I was like 10 years old, Blackburn won the Premier League. And a kid in my class, I went to, the, I went to school in Jeez, London. Jeez, how old are you? Like 100 years old? I am 1,000 years old. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Blackburn won the Premier League. This was like 95, I guess. And kid in my class wearing a Blackburn shirt as soon as they did that. And I lived many, many, many miles from Lancashire where Blackburn is. And it was just because they'd won the league. And then sort of a few years later, that same kid was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like Blackburn. So maybe it's kind of this situation. Well, see, well, that ties into his other question. He's, he said, you know, if I had switched to another top squad, that would be glory hunting. I think that would be inex- unacceptable. But also, yeah, Man City were shit 18 years ago as well. 
I also right. love how he chose QPR just before the best goal in Premier League history that City won their first title in forever over QPR. I think that's fantastic. This guy is like the reverse glory hunter. He he yeah. said he was a fan of He's City a martyr. before they were big. When they become big, he switches to QPR. He's like... <laughs> oh, God. Bro, He's you, insane. You, you've, you've made an error here. You've read out a letter from a hipster. <laughs> well, what have you done? I don't know. Do they have Do they have hipsters in Milwaukee? I don't think so. Why didn't your hipster spam feel to catch this one? Because <laughs> he wrote it and saved it in his drafts. Because he's an imaginary friend. To my man in Milwaukee, aka Brooks's imaginary friend, move on how you like. It's free country. Yeah, f- free no, will. No dirty tackle here. I Do think your thing. You're, you're good to go. But in general, switching teams is not acceptable. Just watch out for Ryan though, because he's a curmudgeon. Well, yeah, Ryan is Ryan. He started and liking Man City like when like Georgie Kincladze was there. And most people hey. who like Man City in America don't even know who he is. I love Georgie. <laughs> well, if if you have a football quandary that you need us to solve for you, email us at dirtytackle@gmail.com and we'll or review your case. tweet us. 140 characters. Yeah. Keep it, just, just keep 140. it short and to the point because Theo can't read. So short to the <laughs> point. I got a short attention span like Antonio Cassano. And, and also, as, yeah, good, that's very true. And also, if you have any Dirty Tackles of the Week that you want to share, let us know. Maybe we'll use them in, uh, in that segment as well. So In anything. Like, if, there, if there's somebody in your real life, like if a teacher at school is pissing you off and you want us to Dirty Tackle yeah. them, just send us the fucking specifics and, and we'll let it rip. Exactly. DirtyTackle at gmail.com. Get to it. It's Transfer Mageddon. Me no Riolas coming for your best clients. Transfer Mageddon. Neymar's gonna move somewhere and not play in as high a profile a club anymore. Transfer Mageddon. That's not true at all. It's all just to sell newspapers. Transfer Mageddon. It also sells podcasts. Transfer Mageddon. Me no mountain assemble. Transformageddon. Let's just do the entire segment in these voices. Transformageddon <laughs> is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Transformageddon. <laughs> Theo, why don't you start off with the first one? Transformageddon. Okay. <laughs> Neymar. <laughs> one Neymar Junior. One of the swaggiest footballers in the world. Bags the goals wherever he goes. Santos, Barcelona, Brazilian national team so far. The big news out the other day. PSG is willing to pay his 220 million euro release clause to prize the prize asset of Barcelona outside of Leo Messi and bring him to Gay Paris to give them a little bit of injection in their squad. Boys, what do we think? Ryan, you go first because I have some hot takes on this. Well... Um, there's a couple of things I don't understand about this. Uh, there's some sort of newspapers saying he wants the potential to be the best player in the world and he can't do that with uh, Messi and Suarez flanking and he needs to be somewhere where he can be the star. But then the other side of that coin is he's going to League A, where by definition, surely you can't be the very best in the world because you're not in the best <laughs> league in the world. And, you know, I'm not no slight to PSG there on that fact, but they're not, they're not Real Madrid, they're not Barcelona, they're not a Premier League team, they're not in that same well, environment. Yeah, it held Zlatan back when he was there. He scored like a million goals in a season and couldn't get a look for Ballon d'Or. There you go. That's kind of the, yeah, it's kind of what I'm getting at, I guess. And the other thing is, do you remember financial fair play? What's that? No. I don't know. That never existed. I don't know. It never existed. I don't remember, <laughs> actually. 
it seems like this a 222 million euro release clause, which is an odd number, by the way. Why not just an even 225? <laughs> Why 222? I don't understand. That would surely blow any FFP rules out of the water. I do know they relaxed them a couple of years ago, and I don't know what the current status of them is. I'm but... pretty sure if you have a winter World Cup coming to your nation and you also own a football club and you can't build the stadiums that offsets ffp oh, <laughs> fifa rules Sla- the, the slave it makes labor sense if you don't think about it yeah if, if you pay most of your employees nothing at all and then neymar all that money it balances out yeah it's all about the balance sheets yeah i mean i haven't seen his wages weekly wages either but i assume he's going to be like richest carl walker when this thing goes through <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, jeez, Rich is Kyle Walker. Uh, that's that's tough. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to make this PSG move for the for the reasons you guys said. Uh, it's a bit of a step down in week to week football. Uh, you can't really get to that Ballon d'Or level unless he just blows the Champions League out of the water and, and they actually win the thing. Um, I do see him eventually moving from Barcelona, though, probably to the Premier League. If I had my mm. guesses, I like a Chelsea or something like that. Yeah, All something right. like that. Here, here's the thing, though. This is not happening. This move was never, ever going to happen. This is all just a ruse to get him a new contract at Barcelona. And this happens every summer with a different big player, whether it's Rooney at Man United going with his dalliances with City. It happens every summer where a big player claims he might move and they, all the stories come out and all the, the leaks come out and the sources are anonymous sources are saying stuff. And then he just gets a new contract. Everything's fine. This is just to sell papers. These these people. So to sell papers is to make paper. These exactly these agents and reps leak these stories to the to the reporters, and the reporters know they're being used just to get a new deal for the player, and they still go along with it. It's unethical. It's wrong. I don't like it. Jeez. Yeah. Whoa. When, when did you morph into Ryan Bailey? <laughs> <laughs> See, fair, Mino but, Mino busts out this kind of move before his first breakfast. He has three breakfasts. He yeah, busts one of these out is, before his first. This is literally like Mino gets up, he he takes his shit, he counts his money, and he does one of these. Yeah. It's from the Mino playbook. He don't rumors it and, up. Yeah. This is like I'm, step one in the Mino playbook, chapter one. I'm going to dirty tackle the reporters. I know we're done with dirty tackles, but I'm going to throw another one in here because I'm going to dirty tackle the reporters who have been pushing this story because they know it's not true. They know it's just a scam to get a new deal for Neymar at Barcelona, but they want to get the publicity. They want to get those clicks. And it's wrong. It's unethical. Duncan Castles. Dirty tackle on Duncan Castles. What if I told you that these reporters are doing this because it's a little bit of give and take with the agents, with the players in the world of football. They put this story out and maybe they get a real one next. You know, everybody needs but each other. I don't like it's that. a circle of life, a it's circle of transfers. To the readers, they get readers hyped up about this stuff when there's no basis for it. They know it's wrong. It's kind of like when it's... you write fake stuff on the internet and people think it's real. Well, no, but, but <laughs> okay. That's totally different. Brooks, Brooks, just remember none of this will worry you or trouble your life at all. When we're all just watching esports. That's a good. That's a good point. Well, no, because then it'll be like, will Super Mario go to Sega, and uh, <laughs> when he has no intention of leaving Nintendo, it's, yeah, it's what not going to happen. What like is it. the release clause for uh, Kez, the Man City esport player? Does anybody know? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, Three thirty-three million. I don't know. Anywho, so it sounds like <laughs> Brooks thinks Neymar is staying put. Uh, jury's out for me. Uh, don't forget Are now that serious? Leo Messi, Leo Messi just got a massive contract as well. Barcelona, while very rich, don't that's have why unlimited he's, that's why money. That's why Neymar is doing this. They don't have unlimited money. He wants to match money. Messi's deal. Uh, we'll but wait, see. are you serious? Do you think he'll leave? Do you think Neymar will leave this summer? I, 
Uh, I think it's possible. I'm not rolling it out. It's possible. Are you are you serious? I, I think he'll leave in the next four years. Well, okay, that's different than, than this year. Do you think there's? Do you think it's very good, 50, Brooks? 50 that is different than this year. year. Uh, I put it just at fifty fifty. That's perfect. Okay, next really? up we have Mino Raiola <laughs> oh. firing up the Mino machine, putting his sunglasses on, pointing them at people, walking around his unbutton button down. He's on the phones. <laughs> He's making moves happen. He's in Chinese restaurants. His latest, trying to get one. Marco Verratti, another PSG boy, to sign on, leave his current agent, Firmino Mountain. Clearly, he's angling for either a move out of Paris, a move for more money in Paris. Smart move from Verratti, no, boys? Well, let's back this train up a bit. So, Verratti, he had said earlier that he actually does want to leave PSG and go to Barcelona. Like, that was legitimate. PSG shut it down, and now he's like, well, maybe my agent was the issue, Maybe I should go with Mino to make it happen. And uh, that's where we're at now with, with uh, Marco. Thanks for backing the train up. Yeah, if you want to yeah. move anywhere, get Mino on board. Get Mino on board exactly. the train. Give him the conductor hat. Put a cell phone in his hand and watch the magic happen. Well, there have also been links with Verratti to Mino United, a.k.a. Man United. He could be starting the Mino 11 over there as well. You never exactly. Know. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Mino is slowly taking over Man United like a boa constrictor. He's strangling it. <laughs> From the outside, and before you know it, it's going to be all baby Minos inside of Man United, and and George Mendes' his carcass just on the floor somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Watch out, George, coming for you. George and Jose better watch it. Mino season every season, and Bappy yeah. McFappy up in this. <laughs> just throwing all the ad libs that we've made popular in like ten episodes, mailing it in on vacation, as I said. <laughs> we have a rich lexicon. Let's all agree on that. We really do. <laughs> so, Verratti, do you think he'll go to Barcelona or Man United or anywhere? Or will he stay put this summer? I think a million percent if Mino becomes his agent, he's on the move. He's gone? But so, I mean... Mino doesn't stick around, bro. Mino, Mino's fluid. Donnarumma. Donnarumma like stuck around. Yeah, but like, he was a Mino boy from day one. If you're bringing on Mino to the operation this late in the window... Something's you happening. want some moves? I think the, the way you've got to look at it is a player at PSG is about as loyal to that club as someone who writes a fake letter in who used to be a Man City fan and QPR changes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no That's loyalty there. That's a good shout. So you're um, saying Verratti to QPR? Verratti to QPR 18 years ago, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and now I have the most English transfer ever. Everton Football Club asking 50 million pounds, that's Kyle Walker money, for one Ross Barkley, who may even be less of a footballer than Kyle Walker. Gents, <laughs> that's what a is bar. going on? What is going on in England? You think he's worse than Kyle Walker? Not that they I do. I, I, think, I think he's overrated. I think he's not going to fulfill his potential. Whereas Kyle you know, Walker... He, he's one of them lads with bags of talent, yeah, but he just can't put it together. What the hell was that? <laughs> what was that? Um, I'm from Liverpool. Are you, are you auditioning for Mary Poppins or something? What's going on? <laughs> he's got bags of talent, Ryan. He's the new Dick Van Dyke. Sweep your chimney, Gavna. 
Anyway, uh, I think this will be this will be beautiful because usually when Tottenham get a large amount of money for a player, they they spaff it very you know over a few months on bad they players. Mbappe McFappy spaff it. They could just get the over whole Kyle Walker fifty and just put it straight out on Ross Barkley. Then they've done that job quickly. It's a streamlined process. Yeah, yeah. easy, simple, and to the point. Get That's Ross Barkley to walk down that tunnel past the cheese room a couple times, then to the sub bench, and then there you go. Yeah. Theo, you're exactly right. This is the epitome of overvaluing an Englishman. This is ridiculous. $50 million for Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley. It's insane to me. Okay, then let, let me ask you. I wouldn't even do this like, with okay, somebody else's in, money. In general, money. I don't care about transfer fees. Like, it's not my money. I don't care. Spend right, it how you right. want it. It doesn't Agreed. matter at all. Agree. But this is absurd. Like, if I was a Spurs fan, I would be marching in the streets over this. This, well, is, what this about, is one of the worst um, I've ever heard. What about Gilfie Sigurdsson? He's been talked in that kind of bracket as well. Do you think that's crazy for him? Or I, I think he's miles better than Ross Barkley. Well, no, wait. I thought Gilfie was like 20 or 30 million. No, I've, I've heard 40s. I think if he's at 40, that, that's just value. That's that's. I think he's better that's than your Ross general. Barkley. I do too. I think, I think that fee for him is your general, like, oh my God, football clubs pay so much money in transfer fees whereas Ross Barkley isn't even close to 50 million <laughs> given current market you know strategies and everything else he's just not even close wow but his I name sounds like the noise that. a dog makes come on <laughs> if he's gonna be not there like, I meant the Barkley bit <laughs> if he's gonna wear a, a dog costume at Spurs matches and walk around the stands <laughs> then I can see it <laughs> <laughs> Theo is delirious. Theo is sweating so much. He has heat stroke. He's just barking like a dog at this point. I'm on the island. War go on Theo Messi Island time. You don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, so this is this is doing absurd. I, I would rather have Antonio Cassano retire after a week than have Ross Barkley for fifty million. Wow. Yeah. And there you have it. Transfer Mageddon, lovely yeah. as always. Mino, Mino, keep that, the storylines coming. We'll see you next week. That is week. true Transfer Mageddon. Ross Barkley for 50 million pounds. Yeah. That's like locusts, seven plagues, end, yep. of, end of days. Transfer you look Mageddon. up Transfer Mageddon in the dictionary, it's a picture of Ross yeah. in a Tottenham shirt. Yeah, Judgment Day is upon us. When he's holding the Tottenham shirt, the sky's falling behind him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There's just fire and brimstone ash falling from the skies. <laughs> he's wearing a Tottenham shirt. He's holding a Tottenham shirt. He's smiling, but yeah. the world is going to shit. If the sky yeah. hadn't already fallen when the eSports youth team from that Dutch uh, Dutch side uh, came along, then, then it would fall again, I guess. I'd rather give that $50 million to an eSports team than to Ross Barkley. Invest in Perfect. the youth! Invest in the youth! Yeah. Invest in the youth video game players. <laughs> give it to Super Mario and not Balotelli. All right, so that'll do it for the main course of this episode. Mm, join tasty. us for the join us for the dessert that is extra time. We'll be talking about Jose Mourinho, team initiations, and the most influential people in football. And we are not three of them. I can guarantee that. Which is bullshit. Are we four? Hit up patreon.com slash dirty tackle to become a member of the ET gang. Ross. And once again, <clears throat> Theo's still barking. Once again, thank you to producer Bobo Martino for making Bobo. all this happen. As always, we couldn't do it without Bobo Skidibi Dappy, so shit. talented. He's he's the. I would give him fifty million pounds. He deserves it. He's worth a hundred, and if he was English, he'd be worth two hundred. Yeah. On social media, we are at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? My handle is uh, at Ross Barkley. 
Come get <laughs> Stogie trees, please. Oh. Theo, can you remember your Twitter handle, or are you delirious? My Twitter handle is at TheoMessiDT. Please, everybody, direct at Mino Raiola to at TheoMessi. We need to have a meeting. We're talking more sportswear, more leisure suits, more life. <laughs> Help me do it. Oh, okay. On that note. Mino season. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.